care only in these chains I'll get out Father free me from this bond Good afternoon, good afternoon and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires one day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is November the 7th, and we've got a lot of good stuff going on in the cryptocurrency space. In fact, I spent the majority of the weekend on Zooms talking to people that are really being change makers around this world. And so as we get into our crypto conversation today, there's some things, uh, you know, that we're always going to keep in the back of our minds. We're, we're always talking about self-sovereignty. We're always talking about making sure that we're prepared. And I was able to read on a different perspective from a farmer. Now, this is a farmer who was a family farmer. And I'll say it that way because he was a generation away from his dad, who was then um, a, a, a replica of his father. And so he came from a farming family, but he decided to make some different changes based on what's going on right now in 2022. And I was privy to uh, actually get the information about this particular farmer and kind of reach out and get a feel for some of the ways he was feeling and some of the things that he could give me insight on as I continue to talk to my community about growing our own foods, what's coming down the pipe as far as uh, the supply chain. But really, this is about his mindset and his experience as a farmer. So you understand why farmers have decided not to farm and how farmers are getting paid not to farm. And I know it sounds crazy. Why would we be creating a food shortage? But we literally are doing exactly that. And so we're bringing him into the cryptocurrency conversation because he went from farming ladies and gentlemen, to mining Bitcoin on his farm and telling me why it was so much more lucrative to do so when that would leave tens of thousands of people um, not no longer getting his products or his or his produce that he was selling on his farm. And uh, it's very interesting what is going on. And, and he didn't necessarily want to be on the radio. So I just figured what I would do is take some notes and also uh, dig in a little bit more to let you all know, you know, what exactly is going on in our farming space and what is causing what is about to happen. And, and you'll hear that really shortly. Before I get into that, we're going to go ahead with our uh, quote for the day. And that quote says, the Internet came along and went after industries that were 10 to $100 billion markets. Cryptocurrency is going after the trillion dollar markets. They are finance, healthcare, insurance, 
banking and investment, and then you've got your government. And so those are the things that cryptocurrency is going after. And that was a quote by Tim Draper. And again, Tim Draper is one of the largest VC companies, venture capitalists in the technology space. He's one of them. There's a couple, but um, he has a lot of money that he gives to individuals that are building in the tech space. And so he's taking a look at everything that's going on because if he's investing in cryptocurrency in this tech space, he literally understands exactly what's coming. But even if he didn't understand what's coming, he's doing the research to see how cryptocurrency can actually affect these trillion dollar markets. And so I just really feel like we are in such the right game at the right time and just sitting back watching some of the things that are going on uh, some of the people that are making contact with me and I'm going to be sharing a couple of these products and services so that you all can understand there are real use cases for what we're doing in Bitcoin and it is happening whether you're using it or not it's happening and it is growing the mass adoption is getting a little bit um it's actually getting bigger as it's getting smaller. I don't know how to explain that properly. And I'll do that, though, when we come forward after um, we hear a little bit of our commercials and things of that sort. But we're going to get into the cryptocurrency conversation because we have got a whole lot to talk about today. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. And so what we'll do to just jump into a quick conversation as we look at and come from a different perspective as to what is going on in our country and what we need to know to get our families in the right place in the next year. And again, we strongly believe that you need to have self-sovereignty with your money. You need to have self-sovereignty with your food. You need to have self-sovereignty any way that you can get it. And this particular gentleman, um, which I'm not, again, going to disclose his name or where his actual dairy and beef farm is located, but he is now a passionate Bitcoin miner. And this farmer's perspective is really good because it's a good idea to see what people are actually thinking that are sitting on these farms. And just some of the notes that I took really made me understand why it was not a lucrative business to continue to farm during these times. Um, but basically, um, this gentleman was born and raised on a farm. On a farm, he. Uh, acquired his economics, business and hardworking degree without actually finishing any post-secondary schooling. He said that times were very tough. And before he got a hold of his dad's portion of the 
farm. His dad had split the farm with his brothers in 1998. And as a 10-year-old, he really worked with his 13-year-old brother in the farm because they didn't have a choice. Money was always tight. Interest rates had finally reached normal levels back uh, you know, when he was smaller and commodity price, prices weren't that great, but life was OK. Since then, um, he was able to become successful and expand the operations by bigger and better equipment, more land, more animals, etc. But here he was on this particular day looking at uh, all the other farmers and the ranchers that were out there and trying to figure out is if they had gone big enough to earn a living and wondering what they needed to do then. So what he was saying that land was pushing about $15,000 an acre. And so he had to really figure some things out almost immediately. So regardless of where he was saying the farmers were, were in, the, in the United States, things were getting out of hand. New and even used equipment was starting to seem out of rate out of reach for all of the individuals that were trying to buy it and the low interest rates that uh, were about the only positive thing that they could find as farmers that needed loans. They had to kiss that goodbye, of course. And then they had political regulations, the fertilizer and labor costs. Many of the United States farmers were reconsidering what they need to do in their ever-growing list of how to make it through this upcoming recession. And I'm not even talking about right now. I He was saying it was an upcoming recession back in January, when that's about the same time I started telling everybody as well. But um, he was saying it was just pretty, pretty tough to make any type of money. And then he said, um, land doesn't pay itself off they had to still pay their mortgages and do all these other things and the government actually promised to bail out some of the farmers specifically the black farmers that did not happen ladies and gentlemen and they're still fighting to get those bailouts they're still fighting not to have to pay back some of the loans that our president promised that they wouldn't have to pay that's president biden um but our black farmers are still really struggling right now but this particular one uh, decided that instead of him buying another tractor, cedar, sprayer, a few more pairs of animals or doing anything else to those precious fields, what he would do um, would be to go out and purchase some Bitcoin mining machines. And he stumbled through the ups and downs uh, in Bitcoin and he just said that he decided to just learn and understand money while he was allowing those machines to work. He started learning about the time chain, the cold storage, proof of work, and everything that was related to Bitcoin. And this is similar to what I have been suggesting to all of us. While Bitcoin is low, while it is quiet, while the noise has seemingly disappeared. 
it is imperative that we educate ourselves on everything we need to do in this space, how to diversify in this space and just make some things help happen for our families. But trying to learn as much as he can, he said, put his head in a head spin at times. He felt hope right away. And he kept stating to me that Bitcoin is hope. He said his goal was to show or let other people know why Bitcoin is a good investment and good for you if you understand how to hodl. And hodl stands for hold on for dear life, H-O-D-L. And it could be hold, but they found another way to spell it. And it's hodl, hold on for dear life. And so this gentleman started uh, mining for Bitcoin instead of doing anything on his farm. And it has literally paid off for him today. He was saying that right now, if you get into farming, because I know a lot of individuals that I know are starting to buy farmland and they're starting to do all of these things um, to, to start to try to bring in some revenue. And since we're on this call, this show talking about money, uh, and we're on the midday money chain, let me just explain that right now. And I've heard this like six or seven times. In fact, you see Riverside, uh, their avocado ranchers came out to visit me recently and this is a real statistic most farmers right now ladies and gentlemen are looking at 10 to 20 years for return on investment so that being said a lot of farmers are trying to figure out how to get out of the farming business because right now they need money not in 10 to 20 years so we have now an option that may return that in much less time. And he's talking about Bitcoin. We will gladly buy the neighbor's farm or field with the interest rates of three to five percent. It's time to consider taking down payment towards the next long term investment instead of buying a shed uh, instead by buying a shed and some ASIC miners, a few fans and start a personal stack free of Bitcoin, which is the KY. You have, you don't have to do KYC and I'm going to explain that. So when you are mining your own Bitcoin at home, you do not have to KYC. You do not have to know your customer. And a lot of people that get into Bitcoin because of self-sovereignty, they do not want to have to KYC. And we get people that call all the time that says, hey, I want to buy $20,000 worth of Bitcoin, $50,000 worth of Bitcoin, and we do not want a KYC. Well, we can't do that because KYC, know your customer, is what we have to do. All of us, the Krakens, the Coinbase, the Binances, the Cash Apps, all of us have to do KYC. But if you are mining and you're earning Bitcoin from the network, that is Bitcoin that is free from KYC. So anyway, so he has free uh free bitcoin free kyc bitcoin i'll say it that way instead of um paying another five hundred thousand dollars for 
alone on the land. And so he also was stating that there were many benefits. Lots of rural power is available. Machines are a business tax write-off. So Bitcoin machines are a business tax write-off. So instead of buying nitrogen at $800 per ton, that expensive piece of farming equipment or some animals. Again, he just bought some miners and he has been doing quite well and he hasn't had to worry about employees. He just had to make sure that those ASIC miners and ASIC is spelled A S I C. He had to make sure that those ASIC miners were running, uh, and making sure that they were doing all the things that they needed to do to have the potential to pay out in the hardest asset in the world. And, and that is Bitcoin. So um, when he also went to his farmers association, so I can make sure that everybody understands he wasn't just trying to do this by himself. He also reached out to other farmers that were struggling to pay their bills and struggling. Um, and I'm going to say this, they were coerced to not farm because they were struggling. They took the money given to them to not farm whatever it was they were supposed to be farming with the claims that they would be helping shut uh, down the use of a lot of water because of the drought that we're experiencing. And so a lot of farmers that he knows decided they would take the money that the government was giving them or that the water company was giving them so that they no longer had to use that amount of water to water those crops. And so it's very interesting to see how and why we're getting into this situation. And if you all are going into the store and you're feeling like, you know what? Not just talking about a shortage on vegetables and fruits, but it looks like all this stuff is here on these shelves. I will tell you that the stuff that is on our shelves is genetically modified and there are some issues with it. And if you don't believe me, you go right out to your next farmer's market, buy those tomatoes and buy those regular fruits and vegetables and see how much different they taste than some of the stuff that is on our shelves right now. And he was explaining that a lot of this genetically modified fruits and vegetables, um, again, with all the things that they put in them that are not healthy, that are not what they're supposed to be is going to cause us some some heartache and pain down the line not necessarily right now so we really got to understand what's being allowed to be farmed what these the government agencies or these different agencies are paying people not to grow organic farm produce and and fruit um and the and the ones that have the germanically uh, modified foods they're being allowed to grow because they can do three or four crops in the time that one regular organic crop would take and I mean if you look at stuff that's out of season right now the shelves are full of things such as uh, and I'm not, I'm not an expert on the timing of fruit but I just don't remember an overabundance of sweet 
grapes around this time of the year. Um, but you know, everything is on the shelves readily. And after I spoke with this gentleman, I really understood how that is. So, and so he decided to be a Bitcoin miner and it really took off and it was a great thing for him. And as a farmer, he always wanted to trust people, but one of his biggest worries was getting his hands on a lot of these miners without getting scammed and getting started because he did not know exactly what Bitcoin was and how it was how he was going to transact with it but he was terrified but again he kind of had something to fall back on just a little bit if 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 all else failed he could take the money from the government not to farm for the next two years and he didn't do that because he just felt like his integrity was at stake if he did that um, and so he started mining and he has been very profitable uh, joining a mining pool and getting his miners online and things of that sort but right now he's saying based on what he's able to do with Bitcoin and how he's been able to stack his Bitcoin and the financial freedom that is given his generation and his generations to come anywhere in the world he said he would never go back to traditional fine uh farming and so i'm not even quite sure uh you know that it's going to be just him because as i was beginning to say he went to his farmers association and everybody was skeptical about starting to mine utilizing their uh their power grids and the things in their state to go ahead and do some bitcoin mining but now that he showed his profits from january till now and and of course the hashing power and the computing power is different in different times of the year um but now a whole lot of other farmers want to find out about mining not just bitcoin but they want to have solar panel mining farms they want to do everything except grow our fruits and vegetables and when i talked to him he said we're talking about 50 to 70 farmers in his area can you imagine ladies and gentlemen what we are going to be if all of our farmers and i didn't even realize it cost them this much to actually farm but if all of our farmers are losing money and they're waiting for 10 to 20 years to get a return on investment. It definitely is not worth a lot of people's time and they're going to stop doing it. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, I just will jump into our market update and a couple of other things that are going on and possibly some investment um, suggestions for each and every one of you as we go forward. But uh, when we come forward, we'll get that information about crypto on KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud. loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. We're not ratings driven. We're engagement driven. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. 
right, welcome forward, welcome forward. We are going to get into the crypto conversation in its totality because we got a lot going on. We don't have a lot going on with price action because Bitcoin, Ethereum, and everything else is pretty much trading sideways, but we knew this was going to happen. And so this happens in a crypto winter. There's nothing big going on. There's not a whole lot of excitement. It is just us learning and getting our ducks in a row so that we can take advantage of what is to come in the next five to 10 years. So this is not get rich quick. So Bitcoin right now today is at 20,700 as we sit here on the radio and it is down 0.48% in the last hour in the last 24 hours is down 2.4% and in the last seven days is up 1.75%. Now this entire market cap, meaning all the money that's in cryptocurrency that can can be accounted for um, we're at a little under two trillion and in fact I don't even want to say that we have uh, dropped yeah I think we have dropped under 1.5 in our market cap um, but again that's because everyone is sitting back on the sidelines trying to find out what they should be investing in and um, how they should be investing and really just trying to see. And because there is a whole lot of uncertainty going on in both the old money and the new money. In fact, I just read that Meta, which is Facebook, is about to start a large scale layoff as well. And so there have been a lot of people in this crypto winter that have been laid off, unfortunately, and uh, it's going to continue. And so the market cap is not really a big deal to me, but I still see that there are over 21,683 coins out there for you to purchase. And again, all coins are not created equal. Everybody is starting to come out with a coin. In fact, over the weekend, it's a physical coin, but nevertheless, it's a coin. And I know that we used to buy commemorative coins and we do all these things. But ladies and gentlemen, I just say be very careful who and what you're investing in. And as I bring up this next situation, I want to make sure that our community understands that they're coin that they're being are getting ready to be asked to purchase has nothing to do with cryptocurrency and I only found out about it because someone called me on Saturday and asked me if I was buying the Elijah Muhammad coin and I had to ask where did you get the information about the Elijah Muhammad coin well comes the find down come come to find out they are renova renovating Elijah Muhammad's home and they came up with this commemorative coin it is actually a physical 
Bitcoin. This is not a digital currency. It is not a non-fungible token or anything like that. It is actually a physical coin that you can get Elijah Muhammad's picture on it. And when you purchase that for 500 or better, um, that money goes towards the renovation of Elijah Muhammad's old historical home. And so I want to make sure that as the community gets the information about buying the coin, you understand that you are not buying a cryptocurrency and it will not go up in value in the cryptocurrency market. It is a coin that is being utilized to help raise money to build or renovate um, Elijah Muhammad's home. Now, if you go back to what I've always been saying, if you buy anything in this space other than Bitcoin, it is because you are supporting the initiative or supporting the business opportunity that someone has offered you. So while this is not a cryptocurrency, it's specifically a coin, you would be getting a commemorative coin like my son still has baseball cards and things of that sort and that would be exactly what you would be buying make no mistake about it it is not a cryptocurrency it will never be a cryptocurrency and it will not be listed on any exchange or anything of that sort so i wanted to make sure that everyone was clear on that Uh, because if it comes my direction people are asking me a question about it i'm going to tell you what i see and i think that no one had ill intentions to sell it as a cryptocurrency but when they heard coin they thought it was something that they could monetize a a lot later uh, for a lot higher price now they may be anticipating that because these this coin is scarce there's not a lot of them on the market that it could possibly be at a later date worth more than what you purchased it but again i say to you if you are investing in anything other than um i shouldn't say other than bitcoin because this has this coin literally has nothing to do with cryptocurrency so i don't want you to be confused but support the initiative if if that's what you want to do but it is not a cryptocurrency and those that are selling it and don't understand that it's not a cryptocurrency unfortunately are doing our community an injustice um or even somebody that bought it and is trying to resell it to somebody making them think that it's some sort of cryptocurrency and at some time um stores are going to accept it and people are going to well people can always take it for goods and services i can't say that that'll never happen but i will say that mainstream and cryptocurrency and this elijah muhammad coin are not a thing it's not a thing in the crypto space so just be very careful when people are approaching you with that but again if you want to support and you know the money is going to the actual project please well by all means get involved um, but just know what you're doing before you do that so ladies and gentlemen 
Um, that is it on that front. I wanted to make sure that our community doesn't get caught up in that. There's one other coin that's being sold and that led to that conversation with the gentleman that contacted me, but it led to the conversation about the other coin that some individuals from the nation of Islam are actually selling their commemorative gold coins actually made of gold and again it's physical it's not digital and um it's supposedly on certain exchanges and we won't get into that i just see say be very careful if you look at the origin of that coin it actually comes from the church of scientology and i am 100 percent certain about that and so just do your due diligence and if you rock with the church of scientology and you want to support what they got going on then you buy that particular coin that the nation that individuals from the nation of Islam, not nation of Islam. I know Minister Farrakhan is not selling this particular coin that Scientology put together, but uh, be careful, do your due diligence, understand people's motives and really what's going on in this space so when we come forward we are going to jump into i had so much to talk about today and i wound up going off a little bit um but as we go forward we want to make sure everyone is getting out to vote as early as possible, get everything in because the time is near. Actually, the time is now. We got to get out, get this vote, uh, mail it, mail it, do whatever you need to do. You need to get it in where it needs to get in as soon as possible. So uh, when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll jump into a couple of other things that I wanted to share with you about the cryptocurrency space today. And uh, finding out if Bitcoin is ready to explode or not. And then tomorrow we'll get into some tips about uh, actually investing and things of that sort. And some of the golden rules that you need to have in the cryptocurrency space. So when we come forward, we'll get into the remainder of our cryptocurrency conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, let's jump into a couple of things because I just um, want you all to know how so close you are to the beginning of Bitcoin, even though. Bitcoin had its 14th birthday uh, for the white paper, the 14th year. Um, We are so close to the beginning. It is just crazy. And I know sometimes I make a joke and you all have heard me say, my kids better not sell my house and my kids better not sell my Bitcoin. And a lot of people look puzzled. They're like, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to hold on to it forever? And I'm going to say yes. Yes, yes, yes. They're going to hold on to it forever because I have been saying for years that we should be able to borrow against our Bitcoin to do the things that we need to do. And today I am proud to announce that there is a company that is the first ever 
to allow you to take your Bitcoin, buy your dream house and your Bitcoin can be used to borrow against it for a house. This is going to be fabulous. And so um, and why is that? Because initially, if you're doing Bitcoin and you're not having a lot of money in the bank and things of that sort, you can't actually show how much income you actually have and sorts all sorts of things that happen in this cryptocurrency space that I know a lot of you haven't had to deal with yet because you still have traditional job, jobs, traditional bank accounts and those sorts of things. But those of us that are in the space, we run up against these issues trying to buy a car and they want to know where or what our assets are, what our net worth is. And we have to give them a Bitcoin wallet address, which they have no idea what that actually means or what value that is or anything. And so um, for us, it's a great thing. And I always say that the innovative products that are about to be born haven't even um, gotten out because the children that are going to discover all these things and create all these fabulous platforms are not even born. Well, today there is a place called Moon Mortgage, M-O-O-N, Moon Mortgage, and they are allowing us to actually use our Bitcoin to purchase a home without selling our Bitcoin. Now, why is that beautiful? I mean, absolutely beautiful. Because right now the price of Bitcoin is 20000 And if we take a loan against that, and we're not getting the full loan. We're not getting the full loan of value. So they may give us, and I don't know, I haven't looked all the way into all their products and services, but let's just say they give us 10,000 on that 20,000 and they hold 20,000 worth of Bitcoin. Once the price begins to appreciate, um, we won't even have to pay any of the mortgage loan back because the appreciation of Bitcoin is going to take care of those prices, those interest rate payments and all of those things. So I think it's a beautiful thing, but I got myself on the list for a mortgage for crypto investors um, because no banks, to be quite honest, want to touch us as it relates to uh, lending and things of that sort because they don't understand what these wallets are. And so in, in, in the old money world, these wallets are insignificant, but in the new money world, we understand what the possibilities of what is being held in them are. And so as we uh, move into this space and get a little more acclimated, companies such as this are going to pop up and we're going to be able to take full advantage to it, uh, full advantage of it. And then know that our assets are secure. So if you need to buy a house for 1.7 million, of course, you may have to put 2.7 million in uh, to get the to get the loan done and to be able to attach it to that piece of property is just a big thing. And to have a company that understands what our needs are is really great and it's transparent and they're always innovating. And so I'm excited about the fact that they're here because now I can tell my children or I can spell it out 
uh, we can spell it out. My husband and I can spell it out in our trust that our children need to go to moon and uh, make sure that they are not selling our Bitcoin, but rather taking a loan against it and um, utilizing it, whatever they need to use the money for on the other side, but at least they still have the asset. And I think that that's something that everybody's going to have to do for their children, especially um, if their children are understanding cryptocurrency. So when we come forward, we will get into our daily dollar cost average. This is KVLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KVLA Talk 1580. This is KVLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. <laughs> All right, welcome forward. We have got a couple of minutes to do our daily dollar cost average. And um, I just want to reiterate that we all need to make sure that we get this vote in ASAP. And we are, we're here. The time is now. We got to do this. So please make sure that you get that done. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do a dollar cost average, a DCA a day, keeps poverty away. And we are DCAing on the Black Wall Street wallet. And um, we're going to do that by taking out our cell phones. And Black Wall Street is a app on the cell phone that you can download you can have your friends and family download it's interesting that you know a lot of our community does not understand that there's literally only two african-american owned platforms in this whole entire space right now where you can buy and sell bitcoin and one of them is the black wall street wallet and the other one is crypto blockchain plug which is my and my husband's exchange but uh we want to just make sure that people have access to bitcoin so wherever you are whatever you're doing just continue to stack your satoshi so we're going to click on the purple circle in the middle and we are going to hit continue and we're going to buy the asset the asset is bitcoin and we are going to happily click on six dollars one time i'm going to put it in my designated wallet kbla talk 1580 and we are going to purchase our satoshis a satoshi being the smallest increment of a bitcoin just like the smallest increment of a dollar is a penny. And um, we're going to hit that button, continue, and voila. We actually have, and I got to start keeping a more accurate record, but we got less Satoshis, I know, today than we did on Friday as we were doing our daily dollar cost average because the price is a little bit higher. We're at 20700 right now. And so we got a little less Satoshis. But if we do this every day, if we do it consistently, if we just do it once a month or once a week or however you you choose to do it you will get rid of a lot of the volatility so ladies and gentlemen thank you for rocking with me and on ahead of the crypto curve we're making way for the dl hughley show and you all know i say dl is the truth this is ahead of the crypto curve with naja roberts on the unapologetically 
Progressive, KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.